Well, it's good to see you. It's good to be with you together this morning. And uh, today's been rather interesting. Uh, it's the start of a series that we have been planning on for, I know, at least six months. Um, y'all, let's focus, y'all. So we get together, let's focus. And I do want to ask if anybody during worship or even when I'm teaching, if you want to talk or communicate, feel free to go out in the lobby or out there. And I know it's really cool. When we step in here, it's like, let's focus and set our hearts. Because many times I hear people just telling me, you know, and it sort of sit toward the back. said, man, I couldn't even focus because there was so much activity going on in the back. So uh, I just really ask you to just really love the people around you. And uh, if you, you want to talk, that's why if somebody would come up to me like to talk, I, a lot of times I'll just go on out of the room, take them outside so that I'd make sure that I don't distract other people. So, but anyway, it's been really interesting because uh, we, as the elders just knew, we needed to head into a journey about the kingdom of God. And, uh, but the reality was is that when the Lord tells you something like this, it just revealed the reality that I didn't know that much about the kingdom of God. Because when you start looking, to work, looking in the Word of God and how to respond to God, you'll see there's two, there's two avenues which to respond to God, which both are like birds, wings on a bird. Uh, they're both very, very important. But one without the other, it's just the bird can't fully fly. And I came to realize that uh, I was a one-winged bird. Dwelling place is a one-winged bird. And... Because these two wings are, you deal with the relational facet of who God is. But then when you start, the other facet of God is the kingdom. The king. And in America, we've been focusing a lot on a relationship, you know. Yeah, God, you're the big brother. Go on, God. You know, that's cool. You know, but all of a sudden, you don't know who you have five and it's the king. <laughs> I mean, he's the man. And so, you know, so I'm going, Lord, there's some revelation that we need. And, and y'all, I have to confess, uh, you know, like you can tell the elders, uh, and ask the elders, I'm just going, you know, I know that I had received the assignment to, to sort of lead out in this. I'm not going to be the only one speaking, but, to, but uh, the assignment to lead out. And I'm going, you guys, I just took my computer and I just, all the past scripture about the kingdom of God, I just started going through and I just started grouping them into stuff. And I would just see this grouping of past scriptures, and I felt like, I felt like literally I had a teaspoon, and I got to bail out the Atlantic Ocean. And that's, and I was going, God, this is so big. So how do I put my hands around it? <laughs> and I, and, and, and I, I'm serious. I cannot. I wish I had a had a dollar for every ten minutes that I've been meditating on this, and and uh, and God started putting it together for me. And I thought I had it all together. And this morning came in, you know, the Lord started putting it together and piecing it together. You know, but you just had that feeling. And, and I'd come in and printed it out, got the PowerPoint ready and, and everything, and went down, it was come up, put it over here. At 9.30, I go down to where the prayer group is and, and uh, go down there. And I, they, I'm just in there with them praying, just praying in spirit, walking back and forth. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, Boom, here's the application from Matthew 6.33. I've been meditating on this one passage of Scripture for I know the last month. One passage. And, and so, let's get into it. And I, I just really want to ask you to where I'm at. You know, I'm going, the kingdom of God. What is it? How do I respond? Because you look at Matthew 6.33 and see, look what it says. Seek first. You know, where he's standing to the side, I'm sorry, speaking, to, speaking on the uh, Sermon on the Mount, he says, what, do not worry then saying, what shall we eat, what we should drink, what we will wear for clothing. For the Gentiles eagerly seek for these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. And then he speaks the passage. But seek first his kingdom, seek first. That's an interesting statement. Seek first. That's, you could seek first. His kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, I'm a firm believer in you'll seek what you have passion for. Trying to tell somebody to seek for something they don't know is really kind of like uh, 
marrying a person that you've, uh, you're getting ready to go out on a blind date with. You know, I, you, know you, you find out you got a blind date, and you say, well, I'm going to marry her. No, you don't even know her yet. How can you say that? I had a blind date once. No, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> I knew this one when I went out with her. I met her on a football field. No, I mean, we weren't playing against each other, but... <laughs> She tackles real good. No. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Sorry. But she uh, was refereeing a football game for us. We're, we're not refereeing, but she was spotting a football in a football game for us, and she marked it wrong, and I kind of got in her face about it. But I go, that's blind. She's pretty. <laughs> But, you know, I saw her, and so I, that made me decide I wanted to seek, you know. And then she started seeking me, too. And so, because we, we saw it, you know, I knew, oh, yeah, this is good. So you seek. Well, I'm going, seek the kingdom of God. Okay. Gets me really excited. What is it? What is the kingdom of God? And I'm going, okay, you know, I know the religious answer, the rule of God. Oh, yeah, that's really exciting. Okay, God, what is it? What is the kingdom? What is the kingdom? And, and so, you know, when I start looking at it, the significance of it, 138 times in the New Testament. That's not counting the Old Testament. 138 times now, y'all. I don't mean the times the word's used, kingdom is used. I'm talking about 138 times where it's taught. You know, you can, you can run words like love and grace, and those words appear like a whole lot more, maybe not a whole lot, but more times in the word kingdom, but it does not appear as a subject to be taught. In fact, the kingdom was the dominant thing of which Jesus taught. In fact, it was the dominant theme for the disciples, go to the next slide and, you know, so, so look at this. I mean, Jesus was going through the cities proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, what's the gospel of the kingdom? The disciples. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. So imagine all this. All of a sudden, Jesus appears to Jesse says, Jesse, go out. Go to Montenegro and preach the kingdom of God. Jesse goes, okay. What do I say? What do I say? Notice this, and this is interesting. Paul, in Matthew, I mean Acts 28, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting. It separated that. That was interesting. And, I mean, that just took a sampling, y'all. That took a sampling of this. So, I mean, when whatever the assignment was, Jesus, he's proclaiming the gospel. The disciples, he's proclaiming the kingdom. Paul, he's proclaiming the kingdom. Okay, God, what is it? What is it? And I really truly believe, y'all, this is one of the things that God has toward this, is that when you start looking at the word of God, where Jesus says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God's come upon you. If somebody is healed, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Jim was, Jim and I one day were talking. I love going and seeing Jim and we're talking back and forth. And Jim said, in dwelling place, you know, we got, we got some faith to believe for healing, but we need the power for healing. Power of God in the midst. Well, okay. Power. Where's the power? Thine is the kingdom. What? Power and the the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but power. Kingdom of God. Lord, the thing we've been looking for is the kingdom of God. We've been believing stuff for healing and stuff like that. We all, it's in the kingdom of God. We're trying to have stuff without the, st the main thing. And so I'm going, God, 
we're like a one-winged bird trying to fly. Hey, Lord, give us revelation. Give us revelation. So it's just a really simple statement. The kingdom of God is. There's four things the Lord showed me. And Lord, and I know this, please don't take this as irreverence, but the kingdom of God is like a cereal box. The kingdom of God is far greater than a cereal box. But you know how it is. Uh, on a, you know, I, eat, I eat cereal often for breakfast, and so sometimes what you'll do is you're eating uh, the cereal and you just kind of always want to read something. So you'll sit there with the cereal box in front of you, and you'll eat. And guess what? On all four sides of the cereal box, there's something different. Same box, but it's different. Different revelation on each side of the box. You know, there's a prize inside. Oh, yeah, you know. No, no, I don't. I, don't. I did. I used to. No, I used to. I bought many a cereal boxes for the prize inside. Well, Mom and Dad did, so... But anyway, but anyway, so, uh, but so what is the kingdom of God? And there's four things that I really just ask that the Lord give us revelation of. And notice the first revelation is in, in John chapter 18, verse 36. And the first facet of God's kingdom is God's country. This hit me, the kingdom of God. That's his home. That's his country. And notice this, and Jesus said when he was before Pilate, he said, he said, the answer says, my kingdom is not of this world. He says, if my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom's not of this realm. From here. He says, he says I'm not from here, y'all. And I'm sure he said y'all. <laughs> but I, he says, I, my, my place, I'm not here. I, you, know, I, you know, I go overseas often. And I know what it's like to be in a foreign country. But also the reality is, I'm in a foreign country now. Because the kingdom of God is God's country. It's where he's from. Our father who's... Look at this passage in Hebrews. You've got Hebrews chapter 11. Look at this in Hebrews 11. This awesome passage of scripture. It's talking about Abraham and a lot, of the pro, uh, a lot of these guys like Noah and all these. It says, all these died in faith without receiving the promises. Whoa, that's really exciting. But you've got to catch the revelation of this. It says, uh, let me get there in this. All these died in faith without receiving, verse 13. But having seen them, having welcomed them from a distance... Having confessed that they were strangers and exiles in the earth. You ever felt weird? Well, you are. You're a stranger. You are an exile in this world. God forbid that we would get comfortable here. Because this is not where we're from. We talked about this before. But notice what it says. It says, all, it says, having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Having confessed. Wait a minute, that's, uh, Lord just says stop on that. Having confessed. Having confessed. You know, confess means speak the same thing. Are we confessing the opposite? In our hearts we're confessing, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here. And so therefore we measure everything in relationship to where we are how things are happening here. Y'all, uh, yeah, never mind. Get in the head. It says, goes on, it says, for those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. Listen to the words of our mouth, y'all. Listen to thoughts that come out of our mouth. Are you and I seeking the kingdom of God? Well, if we are, the confession is, I'm not from here. One of my friends some of y'all would know him, but he had an appointment. He was a campus minister at App State University. And he made an appointment with the, the Lord told him, he says, go and pray for the president of the university. And I loved how he went in. He goes in, he says, he said, I'm a representative of the kingdom of God. I am here to pray for you. I love that. I love that. I mean, he's caught revelation. Kingdom. He's not from here. He's from God's country. And this, this place happens to be called heaven. 
You know, and so, so as it goes on, it says, uh, for those who say such things make it clear they are seeking a kingdom not of their own. Indeed, if they had been thinking of that country which they had went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But it is, as it is, they desire a better, oh, glory to God, a better country. A better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. He has prepared a city for them. Oh, that's, that leads into something else. But before I go on to the something else, go to the next slide. I love this declaration, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven. If you know Jesus, let's declare this. Let's say it all together. For my citizenship, my citizenship. is from heaven. I started to, on the back of the, uh, the handouts, have a, do a passport. You know, every 10 years, you've got to have a new passport to travel. In fact, mine has expired. Don't let me forget tomorrow. I've got to send it in and get it, get it updated. It expires in May at 15th, and I leave May 11th, and so I think I need a new passport. But anyway, uh, so I was going to put on back this passport, heaven. Lord, let it be real in our lives that when we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, that the thing that we're seeking is to go home. But not only do we have a country that we're out of that's called heaven, but just like every country, it has a capital. Well, guess what? The capital is of heaven. Go to the next slide, please. It's Jerusalem, only not Jerusalem in the flesh. Notice this in Hebrews. Is it froze up, Sarah? Oh, there it is. For you have come to Mount Zion. You have come. Notice the tents in the tents in it. That's now. You have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You read in Galatians chapter 4, I think it is, verse 7 or 8. I can't remember. I may have the, the chapter wrong also. But it talks about Jerusalem and the Spirit. Shane, is, Shane lived in Jerusalem. You lived in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv? Tel Aviv. Tel, huh? Mother lives in Jerusalem. Well, that's Jerusalem in the flesh, according to Galatians chapter 4. But we're talking about the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to it. That is the city of heaven. That's where God lives. That's where he hangs out. Go, You know, to the myriads of angels, the general assembly, the church of the firstborn are enrolled in heaven, to God, the judge of all, the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Go to the next slide, please. And it, it, he, whoops, oh well. In other words, there's good parts there. No, okay, sorry about that. But anyway, it's good. So there's a city. That's where when we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and so heaven is real. Y'all saw the book. I guess that's a good title for a book in a movie. But anyway, you know, heaven is real. That's where when you seek first the kingdom of God, what God is declaring, you're seeking a place. Your heart is a place. John uh, uh, Dobson, uh, James Dobson, many, year, you know, many years ago, I think it was him, um, wrote a book, Heart. Turn your heart toward home. And his whole thing is about the family, but here's the reality as I say this. May God turn our hearts toward home. Because what we got is the city of the living God. It's the, it's the kingdom. And I don't have time. That's what the part of God could cut off in Hebrews 12, 28. So when you think kingdom, it's a place. It's heaven. Heaven has a, it's a country, quote, per se. It has a city the new Jerusalem, and it, you know, in the Spirit. It exists now. It is in the Spirit. And y'all, you know this, the Spirit is more real than the physical. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us that which is seen is what? Temporary. That which is not seen is what? Eternal. So the reality is, y'all, when we seek ye first the kingdom, we're seeking a country. It's our home. Praise God. We're aliens and strangers here. Our citizenship is not here. Glory. 
Let that sink in my soul, Lord Jesus. So now, it's in the Spirit, in heaven. But watch this in Revelations 21, 10. Notice this one, it's interesting. 21, 10 and 22, 14. Watch this. He carried me, John. This is in Revelations 21, 10, the top one, bottom one's 22, 14. He carried me away in the, in the Spirit, interesting, in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me, that may have been in Pembroke, and showed me the holy city. Yeah, I like that mountain in Pembroke, y'all. It's a good place for me. Showed me a, the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. I was, I was looking at this thing in the Greek, and it has three prepositions in one little short phrase. Coming down. Out of, from God. And it's like out of heaven. So I'm going, what is this, God? And it's kind of crazy. I, I really hope that I am going to see it. You're going to see it too. But it's kind of crazy how it's going to be. It's like literally out of heaven. And we know heaven is in the spirit. And so it's like you're here on earth and you see all of a sudden you're seeing. It's not like um, you're seeing. You will see something come out of nothing. It's coming out of heaven in the spirit, the third heaven. We know that there are three heavens, the atmosphere, the stars, and the third heaven is where God hangs out. That's the place that we want to go. It's in the spirit. And all of a sudden, this new city will come. It will come. You know, and, uh, and it, see it in 22.14, it describes, and if you want takes away the words of this book, the prophecy will take away his part, tree of life, and the holy city. And we know this holy city is 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide, and 1,500 miles long. That is crazy. And y'all have heard me say it before. It could not come down on the earth as we know it right now. Couldn't exist. The earth world would start to wobble. Whoop, whoop. You know? Because you, I mean, the highest satellites, what, three, 400 miles? Is that right? Yeah, but we're talking about three to four times high is the highest satellites that we send up. They're going to be bumping into the city. Thank God that the, the heavens and the earth will melt away with a fervent heat, sort of clear the junk around, you know, clear space junk, you know. Bass, don't have to worry about it. God will clear it out. That's all right. You know, clear out all the asteroids. Don't have to worry about that stuff coming through. God will clear it all out. But this new city, the city of God, to manifest itself. Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Sarah, would you have time to get those on? But the thing, the Lord spoke into my heart. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Thanks, Sarah, I put Sarah on the spot. And so, but anyway, what the Lord said, how do I seek? How do I seek first the kingdom? Well, seek it in relationship to treasures in heaven. Lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where moth does not rust, uh, rust does not corrupt. I think I said it right. That's probably quoting King James. Where neither moss nor rust destroys. Where Steve's do not... Thieves. Steve's. <laughs> Please. Steve in here, forgive me. <laughs> Steve in here, repent, please. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, <laughs> forgive me, Steve. You know, but like, like early in the service there, that, the, the deal about the... Uh, about the treasure, about giving, sowing. That's, that's one of the things. If you'll notice, all the laying up for treasures in heaven always has to do with relationships. It's always got to do with a relationship in some way, shape, or form. You know, and the other thing the Lord spoke about in my heart was Acts 20, 24. How do I seek? Where Paul said, okay, remember, this is all in relationship. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. And so it's e so easy to let the circumstances and situations of this world bind us up and weigh us down. In fact, in, in Matthew chapter 13, when Jesus is speaking the words of the kingdom, you know, when it's a parable of the sower and seed, he says the word of the kingdom is, and he, he describes how the circumstances and situations of this world, Luke describes it, he says, of this life, come in and choke out the word. So we're hearing about the kingdom today, y'all. Guarantee it, Satan's going to try to steal it. Choke it out. Fry it out. 
or steal your understanding of it. It's gone. But God says, seek first the kingdom. One of the things, facets of it, the kingdom of God is God's country, God's city. In other words, everything in our life goes toward, we're living toward that. That does not tell my, my, how my God is. You remember what I, when I taught on God as a safe place? And our Father who's in heaven, the thing that I said, and what the Lord showed me was that we cannot allow the circumstances in this world tell us who our Father in heaven is. Because he is from heaven, he's not from this world, and we know Satan's the ruler of this world. So when we say seek first the kingdom of God, we're seeking a country, not of this realm. And the crazy thing is, it's, we have to seek it by faith. It's interesting, when I go overseas many times, I, uh, <laughs> I like either Macedonia or Middle East, and I ask many people, I say, have you ever been to America? No, no, never been there. You go to, Mac- you go to Macedonia. You go, You've, you ever been to America? No, never been there. There's a bunch of crime there. People killing each other all over the place. Well, I said, not where I'm living. Because they see it and they, they judge America by what, the movies. They say this. It's interesting in Macedonia. They tell you, they say that the, the Apollo missions, the land on the moon, were all staged. They will. They'll tell you that. They go, bro, different country, different thinking. Never been here. But I pray God that the same way that I sit there and try to tell them about the real America, that we listen to the one who came out of heaven and tells us about the real heaven. That's our home. So when we say seek first the kingdom, we're talking about a country, a place, the new Jerusalem, the city. Second thing is when we talk about the kingdom, we are talking about, like I said earlier, the rule and reign of God. Notice this passage, this prophetic word out of Isaiah chapter 9 where it talks about Jesus. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Boy, y'all, that's powerful. No end to it. To the increase of it. Go on to the next slide. For on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and to uphold justice and righteousness. I like that. This king, y'all, no gray. He upholds justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of the host will accomplish this. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the rule of reign of God. Now where, where does it center out of now? Where, do, where does the center out of now? Do we know? Presently, go to the next passage of Scripture, we know that it centers out of where? The rule and reign of God centers out of where? Come on, y'all help me. Where's, where's the reality? What? Out of New Jerusalem, out of heaven. Our Father who is in heaven. He judges in the midst of the rulers. That's where he's at. He judges in the spiritual realm, which have an effect here on the earth. Read the book of Job. Read uh, Judges. Where, where Mike Micaiah sees the vision of heaven and he sees the throne room of, of God when Ahab, not judges, I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. I quoted the wrong one. Uh, Micaiah, that's with the Jehosh- Jehoshaphat and uh, uh, Ahab. Not in second, it's, yeah, maybe second Samuel. Yeah, second Samuel. But anyway, but you see the throne room of God. You see God judging and you see him ruling in decrees, even though now, y'all, now foundations of his throne, justice and righteousness. And I will say this, y'all. The decrees that occur in the courtroom of heaven affect the earth today. And that's why you see spiritual warfare, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities. Tells you what they do. Rulers, rulers, those are over specific regions. Those are assignments. Of, uh, that were there when God created the heavens and the earth. They were under Adam and Eve. And then when Adam and Eve sinned, those fell. Those all, you can read that in Colossians chapter 1. And, uh, and so those fell. You correlate that to also Luke chapter 4. Those rulers, 
You don't pray against rulers. Let me just get that specified here in dwelling place. Don't pray against rulers. That's called butt-kicking material. I mean, that can have serious issues in a church and over a people. There are certain things you can pray in relationship to them, worship and how to pray. We do that on Wednesday nights, declaring the Word of God. The judgment's written, Psalm 149. But there's rulers, authorities, exousia. Those, are, those have legal right. So you've got rulers, authorities, where do they operate? World forces of this darkness and spiritual wickedness where? In the heavenlies. World forces, that's plural. Demonic entities all around the world, either a ruler or an authority, constantly looking to try to get legal rights to function. Those are authorities. To harass and torment and hinder the blessings from heaven coming to earth. Spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies, that's singular. One who stands there and accuses us before God. How often? Day and night. But God, the just God, and praise God, we have an intercessor who stands, who lives to ever make intercession for us in the courtroom of heaven. And that's why you see in the book of Job, you see the decrees of heaven, the the things that are happening in the world forces on the earth Enabled decrees to be brought up in the courtroom of heaven, and there decrees declared out caused destruction on the earth. And you had this cycle going on on the earth and in heaven. And so the rule and reign of God now is in the spiritual realm. And that's where you see in this passage in 1 Corinthians 15, 24, where it says, then comes the end. I like that. Then comes the end. How do you know when the end comes? Then comes the end when he, Jesus, hands over the kingdom to God and Father, to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and authority. For he must reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be put under his feet is death. When is death put under his feet? When is it? Y'all heard me say it before. When? Revelation chapter 20, death in Hades are cast into the lake of fire. Why is death not done away with now? We see in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8 where it says all things have been subjected to him, but yet we do not see all things subjected to him because he's ruling now to put everything under his feet. So how do we know death? Two reasons why you know death is not... Not done away with yet because people are still what? Dying. Yeah, Jesus has the keys of death in Hades. That's to loosen its effects. But praise God, there's a day that you don't need keys. Because this death is just what? Gone. It's gone. And so, how did I get off on that, that battle? Because... Because now Jesus is ruling and reigning out of heaven to put everything under his feet. Notice this passage in John 17, verse 20. And I think uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Pharisees were around Jesus. And he, they were asking and supposing that the kingdom... Is it, is it stuck on you, Sarah? Is it, can you get it? Okay, there it is. Having been questioned, now get this, having been questioned as to when the kingdom of God was coming. They were Jews. I mean, the Jews, man, they were looking. They were under Roman oppression, and they were looking for the king to come, riding in, to put things right. I mean, it's real for them, very real for them. And so they were looking for somebody to come in and deliver them from from the, the rulership of Roman tyranny. And allow the throne of David to be established. And so they're going, Jesus, you know, they're questioning him. says, is the kingdom, you know, is it coming now? He answered them and said, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. See, they're looking for something to be observed. But he said, it's not coming with signs to be observed. And interesting here, Jesus' response, he says, he says, you know, for, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, I will say this, y'all. There is a time that the kingdom of God will come with signs to be observed. In fact, I can show you a past scripture that says it. But at this moment, in this time, they're looking for, 
for somebody on the white horse coming in, declaring the kingdom's here, kingdom's here. And all of a sudden, he's going, it's not coming for signs to be observed now. The kingdom of God, literally the Greek word there, and I've always, for a period of time, y'all, I thought that was saying like, among you. But the Greek word is very, very clear and can't get out of it. It's literally going, the kingdom of God's in you. It's in you. It's in you. That's, that's what the Greek word is. Because you think about it, the, fa- the main way the kingdom of God manifests today, it's in the spirit, the rule and reign of God manifests where? Right here. In there. It begins right there. It begins right there. The rule of reign of God in the present is in the spirit. It begins the main place here on earth that the kingdom of God manifests. Beginning place is right in here. Kingdom of God, kingdom of God. But there is a facet of kingdom of God among us. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, yeah, Holy Ghost. Baptist coming out in me, the Holy Spirit. I remember Pam McDonald when she first came here, she came up with a good Baptist background. I'd look at her and say, all right, Pam, say it. Holy Ghost. I go, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Ghost. You can get that. Come on, get out. Come on, get that Pentecostal out of you. Come on now. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> if the if the New yes. Jerusalem is coming out of God and we have the Spirit of God in us, then it's literally there. Yeah. Like, Danielle's right there. trying to preach my word ahead of me. She's, done. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, she's right. She's right. So the rule and reign of God starts there. And God's heart is that it's in us, in the Spirit. But I will praise God, y'all. There is a time in the future like in this passage in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, where it says the kingdom of God has, I mean the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord in Christ and He will reign forever and ever. Y'all, there is a time this, that this king does come to physically in this earth and He does rule. He does rule and reign. Either with a thousand years or even after that, you know, for eternity. The kingdom of God will physically manifest in this place. Glory. And I think about that. It's with chill bumps on my back. You know, just coming up. The king. The king is what? Coming. And there ain't no voting for this one, y'all. Oh, dude. God, there is one vote. I'll take that back. There is. There's one vote. God the Father. You know, I love that passage out of Psalm 2, you know. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples of the earth devising a vain thing, you know, and it goes on. The kings of the earth take their stand. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord and His anointed. They saying, let us cast their fetters from us. Let's break their cords away from us. And, it's, and it says, He will speak to them in His anger. He will terrify them in His fury. And they go, what is He going to do? And He says, saying this, as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. One vote, God the Father. (laughs) He comes, he will come on this earth. He will rule, he will reign. It will physically manifest. That which is in the spirit will appear and manifest in the physical. So when we're seeking after the kingdom of God, we're seeking after the rule and reign of the Most High God. Where? Well, the most important thing is in our lives. First off is I want the lordship, the kingship of Jesus to be manifested in my life. First step, Romans 10, 9. If I do what? Confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. That's establishing. So y'all, salvation, y'all, has not, I'll say this, y'all. Salvation doesn't have anything to do with sin. I mean, really don't. You know what it has to do with? Kingdom. What does Colossians 1.13 say? When we're 
transferred out of the authority of darkness and put into the kingdom of his beloved son. You're changing allegiances. It's got to do with the rule and reign of God in this person's life. The destiny of those who are outside the kingdom of God is hell. Anything associated with the world. Jesus said, this world is passing away. Not Jesus, John said it. This world is passing away. And this destiny of this, according to Matthew 25, 41, the devil and his angels is the eternal fire, hell. The question is, is political alignment. Whether heaven or hell is your destiny. Really is. It's just political alignment. You do have a vote, but it's about your life. It's not who's going to be the king, except in your life. 1 Peter 3.15, you say, okay, I get saved. Well, how about, it doesn't end there, y'all. 1 Peter 3.15 says, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. And it's plural. And you know, in dwelling place, there's those areas in our lives that are not under the lordship of Jesus Christ. In any of those areas that are not in the lordship of Jesus Christ, they're aligned with the world. There will be tribulation to the world. If anything in you is attached to Jesus, it's peace. Matthew, John 16, 33. Anything attached to the world will have tribulation. In me, you will have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. See, the rule of reign of God, the question is, is the rule of reign of God functioning in your life? Now, I got I to declare this past scripture. John chapter, not John, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 7, verse 20, I believe it is. Jesus makes a statement. She don't have the passage, God. Just, the Lord told me to add it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 20 says this, and it's about the kingdom. Jesus said, Many will say unto that day, Lord, Lord. And he said, and in that passage says, many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord. Oh, let me read it. My mind's gone blank. 22, I'm sorry. Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? I'm sorry, 21 is what I'm after. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Hear that. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Because what happens is we'll, make a, we'll, make a, we'll cast a vote with our mouth, but I'll tell you this. You can cast a vote with your mouth, but how you cast a vote with your life verifies the vote that you say with your mouth. What you do with your life verifies whether you believe or not. You know, so the reality is, is Jesus the Lord of my life? Well, it says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Many who says to me, Lord, Lord, will not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Kingdom of God's in heaven. And so here's the reality. Y'all, there's a, and I, I, gotta, I know this is a heavy one, but 2 Corinthians chapter 13 says this. Test yourself to see if you're in the faith, if in fact you failed the test. Now, y'all, I would love to sit here and just always say sweet and flowery things. But here's the reality is I'm asking every one of us in our lives to test ourselves. Prove it. And the reality is this. Look at what you say with your mouth and what you say with you believe and look at what you do. Do they match? Because we're talking about entering the kingdom of heaven and Jesus says here, not everybody says to me, Lord, Lord. And I know what he's talking about, how good old Baptists and dwell in place prayers because we're going to lead people to Jesus. Confess, do Romans 10, 9. Well, not everybody, y'all, that says that will enter the kingdom of heaven. And let me put this, y'all. Let me say this to y'all. There is no distinction between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. I don't have time to go into past scripture right now. There is no distinction. There is no distinction between the kingdom of Christ and the kingdom of God. I can show you passages of Scripture where it will say the same thing in the same verse. So anyway, 
People try to differentiate those things. They're not different. They're the same. Same kingdom, same rules, same reign. And so the reality is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The thing that I'm seeking is His lordship. His surrendering His to His lordship. I want to say this, y'all. There's only one Lord, and it ain't me. I cannot be the Lord of my life. Only Jesus can be the Lord of my life. I heard saw a bumper sticker. Somebody said, if God is your co-pilot, you need to get over. <laughs> Change seats. There's only one steering wheel. Turn loose. Turn loose. So when we think the kingdom of God, we think a country, a place. And out of the country and place is the rule and reign of God. The rule and reign of God is now in the spirit. And the question is, am I submitting with my heart the lordship of this into him? Now, now think about this, y'all. Why would God do creation this way? There's a passage in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 25, I believe it is, that talks about the kingdom, enter to the kingdom of God or heaven which has been prepared before you before the foundations of the world. Paraphrased. I may have blotched it there. But the reality is God had prepared a kingdom for this, us. I mean, a joy, grace for ages to ages. Kingdom has to do with rulership. And I know what it's like, y'all, to be in a church where you have different visions, different ways of doing things. And I say this to y'all, it's not fun. I praise God for the leadership in this church. Because, I mean, and the people in this church, because we got the same heart. And one thing is, God's all about whoever's going to be a part of His kingdom, participating with Him, has got to have His same heart. It's no debate whether He's Lord or not. You know, whether it's our lives. And so I just say, y'all, for us, individually, seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness. Okay, Lord, it's you. It's you. Some of I'm hearing in the Spirit right now, the Lord's saying, He's saying this. Give the, give the keys up. Give the keys. I don't have keys. I don't know where my keys are. <laughs> You gave them up, I guess. I gave them up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, go on, go take them, Lord. Just take me home, will you? <laughs> With Paula. <laughs> Give the keys up. Give the keys up. I just really heard the Lord say that. Some of you are holding on to the keys. And some of you, it's interesting, I hear the Lord saying this. There's many keys to the rooms, areas in your heart. Some of you are going, well, Lord, I want you, to, you can have those, but I want these. I, I need these, Lord. I'll keep these. God said, the whole ring. <laughs> so kingdom of God is a place. Kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. The kingdom of God, when you see it in the word of God, is, notice what I have in the notes there, it's the life and characteristic of God in his kingdom. Whenever you see it mentioned, like in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let that, that's a way to live. Y'all heard me confess that God rebuked the snot out of me when I was in the hospital this last time saying, Rick, you are a man of adrenaline and not a man of peace. And so I, I'm trying, I wish I could sit here and say, I am a man of peace. I'm learning. I really am. I'm trying to discover that, what that means to, to be a man of peace. Every facet of my life in relationship with God, peace is a spiritual emotion that signals right relationship. Right relationship with God, right relationship with one another, right relationship with myself, right relationship into my circumstances I'm in. Do I have peace? Let the peace of God rule referee in my heart. That's a matter of life. Righteousness, righteousness. Oh, what is that? We'll talk about that later. Righteousness, peace, what? Joy. And the Holy Spirit. Literally, what we're seeking after 
is his heart and his presence. Literally, you can see in my notes there, what God's saying is his heart, the way of living. And here's one thing is, y'all, that uh, don't, 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 uh, you know, I, I wish I could say this. Don't look at me how to live. You have to look at Jesus. You have to look at the Word and see how to live. I'm trying to figure out how to live. My wife can tell you. I'm trying to figure it out. We're both in this process. But that's what it says. It's His way how to live. Y'all, can I say this? Y'all, when we're trying to hold up for our rights and stuff, like, you know, we got, like, you know, I hear Christians talking about, I don't want to go there. Never mind. <laughs> How do we live life as his kingdom? There, there's a whole pattern of living. That's why when the king, like in the beginning, John the Baptist shows up and says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came on the scene. The very first thing, repent for the kingdom of God is here. Repent. Every time you just hear in the kingdom of God mentioned, you hear the word repent. And what does repent mean? Another mind, another way of thinking. Because why? Because we get caught in the rut of this world and we think and we live life a certain way. But guess what? The kingdom of God is totally different. Jerry shared testimony yesterday, graduated. Hallelujah from the Regen program. But I, we watched Jerry come in and he got saved. Yeah, he declared Jesus as Lord, but Jerry was living Jerry's life. No offense. He had the Superman hat on. When Jerry found out he was not able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> he tried. And he had to pick him up off the ground. You know? And that's, that is cool. Because God is full of mercy and grace. In the kingdom is full of mercy and grace. You know? And that's where a year ago... Jerry's in jail, but God full of mercy and grace says, all right, brother, now let's start this thing all over again. I'm the one that can jump in a leap of buildings with a ten, uh, single bound. I'm the one that can do it, Jerry. Okay, and Jerry's going, okay, you do it now. And that's what I heard Jerry testifying yesterday and Heather yesterday. Jerry is discovering another way to live. It's called the kingdom of God. It's not dwelling place. It's not Christian religion. It's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. The last thing about the kingdom of God when you think of it, and remember now, what are we seeking? Seek here first the kingdom of God. We're seeking another country. It's a place. It's another country whose city, the capital of it is Jerusalem. There, out of there, the king of kings rules and reigns out of. The rule of the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. The third, third facet of it is it's a way to live life in the kingdom. How does the kingdom live? And that's what we want to discover. But here's the interesting thing. I want you all to notice this passage in Mark chapter 13. Let's go to the next slide. You know what the kingdom of is? This thing I hit, hit me. Kingdom of God? This is what Danielle was talking about. You know what it is? It's him. It's the kingdom. Well, guess what? You got a kingdom. You take the dumb off and you got a what? <laughs> Not dumb, Lord. <laughs> I don't think that came out right. <laughs> Lord, mercy, please. <laughs> don't bring that up when I get to heaven, Lord. Please, don't bring that up. I can feel the Lord laughing at that one. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. <laughs> I heard the Lord say, I'm not going to give up good ones. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> watch this. Now watch this. There's two parables. One in, in, not parables, but instruction about the end days in Mark and Luke. And notice how you look for the common denominators, and it tells you meanings. That's how you can tell meanings. Notice this in Mark. 
Now learn the parable from the fig tree. Even so, you too, and that you see the dot, dot, I took out past scripture so I could get in there. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize he is near. Notice the Luke's passage. Saying the same thing, but takes a word out, puts another, and it gives us meaning. Then he told them a parable. Behold the parable of the fig, fig, fig tree. Behold the fig tree. Recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Kingdom of God is what? Him. Notice this other passage. Go to the one in, uh, in uh, Matthew, I believe it is. No, I'm sorry, Mark. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the... Oh, I'm sorry, that's a whole other one. Sorry about that. But there's past scripture that says, the kingdom of God is here. He was gone. The kingdom of God's here. And he wasn't, you know, he's here. I'm here. And that's where, uh, that's where uh, in, the, uh, in John 18, is Jesus with Pilate. And uh, is this it? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, that's not it. Yeah, Pilate said, you're a king? Jesus answered him and said, you say correctly. He goes on to say, did someone tell you this? Or did you figure this out on your own? He's a king. He's the king. When we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about him. In other words, and I'm going, Lord, what are you saying? And see, what we have a tendency to do like in, uh, um, like in political parties in America, we have, a, we have a tendency that the political party is more important than the people in it, or even the one that's at the head. What the political party believes and what the political party stands for. And I, when I felt like the Lord was teaching and saying to me about what the kingdom of God is, he said, the reality is when it's always about me, it always stays relational. And like you say, and what am I seeking? I'm seeking his heart, his presence. I'm seeking a relationship with him. I'm pursuing him. But I can't have him without his kingship. I can't have him without what he's all about. He's all about heaven and the new Jerusalem. I can't have him without the way to live. Because he's walking one way and he's inviting me to walk with him. Well, I've got to walk how he walks. And so when we say kingdom of God, Ben, can you all come? He's there. He's there. Rapture. Go ahead, Ben. Wow. Woo. Go on, Ben. Jesus. Dude, how did I? I talked too long. All for 20 minutes. Kingdom of God is. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first. His kingdom. Seek ye first. What am I seeking? I'm seeking after a place. Heaven. I'm living life with a view that my destiny is heaven. I'm living life with the view that the lordship of God, the kingship of God, he calls the shots. Just like this morning, y'all. The Lord's been saying to us, why are you, why are you doing service where... Somebody gets up and announcements in the beginning. You sing four worship songs, and, and then you preach, and then you end. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I don't know, God. That's a good question. Why do you preach? Well, I don't know, God. Sounds good. You know what? God's really pushing us. He's going, okay, am I king? Am I king? And I'm just saying this. That's just dwelling place here but I just want to ask this in relationship to your lives individually is the kingdom of God present in your home is the kingdom of God functioning in your home is the kingdom of God functioning in your life is, it call, is he the king calling the shots so so y'all because here's the crazy thing where we're going with this when we understand what the kingdom is and we're seeking after the kingdom, we establish the kingdom. You know what happens? All the benefits of the kingdom become ours. That's what it says. All these things shall be what? Added to you. 
dude. Dude, you got something? Ah, it's worship. It's just worship the king, y'all. Can you flip your order? Can you flip your order? Do the rider on the whiteboard, please.